And I'll be speaking on what I've titled, Joy in Hard Times. Joy in Hard Times. Shall we pray? Father, we say thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. What a joy it is to be in your presence this morning. Lord, the entrance of your word brings light and understanding. And Father, I pray that you would speak to us in the next few minutes. You will help us to be doers of your word and not just hearers. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. James chapter 1, from verse 2 to 4. Today I will be using the New Living Translation for most of my um, scriptures this morning. James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. It says, There, brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know... That when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, complete, needing nothing. You will be perfect and complete, needing what? Nothing. Needing nothing. So... You know, two weeks ago, I'm not sure if it's two or three weeks ago now, I invited you all to the watch party of Nigeria versus Ivory Coast. And I told you to come and watch Nigeria beat Ivory Coast at the AFCON 2023. Apparently, God had other plans, but he didn't tell me. He didn't tell me he had other plans. And I asked you here. Is there anyone from Ivory Coast? And no one raised up their hands. So I didn't come back. I didn't come back to give you an update about the match. But when you also came, you were also very sad. You two didn't say anything. Apart from only one person in this church by the name Jermaine. Who is not, she's over there. She was the one that sang this morning. Who is not even from Ivory Coast? She was so excited that Ivory Coast beats, she's not from Nigeria. She's not from Ivory Coast. But she was flaunting it in our face that you was. Ivory Coast did what? Beat. And I had plans. I was going to come the following Sunday, wear green. Just green. Wear green, come with two flags, put one on stage, put one. Give it to her to hold all for the service. You know, but God had other what plans. So we came, we watched, we ate, and we left. <laughs> and we left. Um, and I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. And my question for you is this. How, how do you have joy in the midst of denial? How do you have joy in the midst of pain? When you applied for something, you got rejected. How do you have joy when you face disappointments, when, 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 when you face rejection? How do you still have joy? We read the book of James, and something about James is this. this there are different Jameses in the um, New Testament, maybe about four of them. But this particular James is, this is the brother of Jesus. Okay, so he, he, he wrote this book, and Jesus had four brothers, James, 
um, Jose, um, Judah, or Jude, and I think Simon. He had four brothers. And even if you read Matthew 6, um, 33, in there it says, the people were saying, oh, are those not, you know, the brothers of Jesus? Oh, are those not even his sisters? So he didn't have brothers. He also had sisters, even though we didn't know their names. And there is something interesting about James. James didn't believe in Jesus. James did not believe in Jesus. He didn't believe in Jesus. And I can understand that. I mean, think about it. You're playing with your brother one day. Just playing. Playing. And then he says, stop. And then he looks at you and says, look at me. You know that Messiah they are always talking about? It's me. I've come to save the entire world. Including you. <laughs> oh, no way. No way. I'll look at him and say, my friend, mommy said go and buy pepper. Go, just get away from here, my friend. So James didn't believe. He didn't believe Jesus. And I could understand that. I could understand that. Which is why in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 7, the scripture says that when Jesus came, he appeared to James and the disciples. He appeared to him to let him know that, you know what? That thing I've been telling you, yes, it's actually me. So James began to believe Jesus after the resurrection. After the resurrection. Then he wrote this letter. He wrote this letter to the, the 12 tribes scattered all around. And he says... This is how, you know, it says, I, I want to highlight the way you mature spiritually. And here is what it says. It starts by saying, dear brothers and sisters, <laughs> when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. When troubles of any kind come your way. You know, if I say a prayer now, and I say, in the name of Jesus, no one here would see trouble. Everyone would say what? Amen. If I say, no one will see trials in the mighty name of Jesus, you will say what? Amen. As a matter of fact, if we have a program, I announce a program for this evening. How to trouble your troublers. No matter how tired you are, you will be here this evening. You will be here what? This evening. No one wants to go through trials. No one wants to go through any kind of what? Of suffering. As a matter of fact, if someone says that to you, you say, ah, God forbid. Ah, God forbid. I reject it in the name of Jesus. I reject it with the blood of Jesus. I reject it with the fire of Jesus. I reject it with the sword of Jesus. Everything Jesus has, you use it to reject the prayer. So here is what James is now saying to us. Everyone will go through trials. Everyone will do what? Will go through trials in life. Being Christian does not exempt you from trials. It only guarantees your victory. So the fact that you're a Christian doesn't mean, oh, yes, so, um, you know, that's it. No, no trouble, no trials, I'm good. No. <laughs> you will go through it. The only thing is that your stand in Jesus is what guarantees your victory. So here is how James put it. James said that 
we would go through various trials. Meaning we will go through what? Different kinds of trials. It could be trials in your marriage. It could be trials when it has to do with your child. It could be trials at your place of work. Trials in your business. Trials in your personal life. Trials with your health. James says we would go through various trials. Trials. I've sat with, you know, some people in church here over the years, and I've, I've heard some trials that some people have gone through, or are even going through as we speak. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed if you get to sit down with someone just right next to you here. They begin to share just a quarter of what they are going through. Not what they've gone through now, but what they are going through. You'll be amazed at their story. You would ask yourself, so how come you're here? How come you're here? They're still here. Some of them are still serving. Some of them are even leading others. Yet, the kind of trials they're carrying is nothing compared to yours. Which is you're upset that they asked you to come back into the office instead of working remote. The kind of trials some people are what carrying. Trials are not pleasant. Trials are not comfortable. Trials bring difficulty. You hear some stories saying, you just begin to cry. <laughs> He just begins to what? He just begins to cry. Like, how? How are you doing this over and over again? I'm reminded of, you know, the story of Jesus when, <laughs> when he went to raise Lazarus up from the dead. You know, I, I like to play these stories in an interesting way for me whenever I study the Bible. You know, Jesus had already told the disciples, let's go wake him up. And they said, why are we waking him up? If he wants to take a nap, leave him alone. If he wants to sleep. Jesus said, no, that's not what I'm saying. He's dead. Let's go raise him up. Okay, so they said, okay, let's go. Actually, it was, um, I think, Thomas that told the disciples, okay, you know what? Let's follow him. Let's go. And then they get there. And then they take Jesus to the tomb. They already told him that the man is dead. And Jesus gets there. And he starts crying. Why are you crying? He knew he was going to raise him up. But he got there and he did what? He started crying. And you know, I like Peter a lot. I just imagined Peter in that moment going, ah, come on now. Come on. Why, why are you crying now? Just wake the man up. You knew you were coming here to what? To raise the dead. Why? Why are they crying? And that's for you to know that it's okay for us to be moved by compassion. Moved by someone else's loss. So yes, I know you have the Holy Spirit, the comforter in you. But it's okay to cry if you have to. I know you have, you walk by faith. But it's okay to do what? Yeah, yeah, cry. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to show emotions. It's, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And that was exactly what Jesus was trying to do in that situation. Trials are not pleasant. Trials do not bring, trials are not things that bring joy. 
trials can be very what? Difficult. Now, I like what Peter said here. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 to 13, 1 Peter 4, 12 to 13, it says that, beloved, do not think it's strange concerning the fairy trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings. That when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. So here Peter is saying, as a matter of fact, when you get home, just read 1 Peter chapter 4. You know, and he went in a lot when it comes to talking about going through trials. So here Peter is saying that, do not think it's strange when you go through trials. Oh, why me? Oh, why is this happening to me? Why did I get rejected? Oh, why am I the one being bullied? Oh, why am I the one, you know, being disappointed? No, why, why, why must it be me? Why is my heart broken? Peter says, do not think it strange. Do not think it strange. Because it's easy for, it's easy for us to think, why are we suffering? Right? Why? I thought that's the essence of this Jesus that came to die, right? And resurrect and take away the pain. That's why Jesus came, right? So why the suffering? He came to take the pain away. The scripture says he was beaten for our iniquity. He was chastised. He was bruised. Why are we also now getting what? (laughs) Getting bruised. Why are we going through this? Why would God make his child go through this? He calls me his child. He calls me a royal priesthood. He even had a royal to it. He calls me royal priesthood. He calls me a, a, his, his treasure, his special possession. So why must I suffer? Why must I go through any form of trial at all? Can't I just accept this Jesus and just live a good, jolly, stressless life? And then Peter now says, let me explain something to you. There is a blessing when we partake of Christ's suffering. What is that blessing? The blessing is that we now get to share in his glory when we see him. We get to do what? Share in his glory. When we partake of his sufferings. First Peter chapter 5 verse 1. Here is what Peter said. He said, the elders who are among you I exalt. I am, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ. This is Peter talking, right? And also a partaker of the glory that will be what? Revealed. So he's saying, I'm not just, <coughs> I'm not just going through this suffering. I will also partake of the glory that will be what? Will be revealed. Why else must we go through this? Because God uses trials to refine us. 
He uses trials to get us ready for the good works that he has for us. You know, there's a song. Uh, it's called The Refiner. I want to be you refining, right? I want to I wanna be tried by fire, purify. You take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. Oh, I'm not sure if you know what you're singing. <laughs> you know, when people sing those songs, <laughs> I just laugh. <laughs> I don't think you have an idea. You want to be tried by fire. Oh, beautified. You take whatever you. There's that, there's that other one. I give myself away so you can use me. You know what I discovered? God can actually use anybody. Do you know the reason why? Because it will take everyone he uses through this fire. That's why he can use anybody. Because everyone he uses, he will prepare them for the good works he has for them. So you will go through this fire. Oh, you will go through it. And it's not an easy time. I give myself away so you can use me. Some of you will start changing your playlist when you're good. <laughs> but it doesn't even matter whether you sing it or not. <laughs> the Lord will take you through his own what? Trials are opportunities to partake and to partner with Christ's sufferings. It's not a punishment. It's a process the Lord takes you through to ensure you progress in life. To progress in life. Oh, sure. I've had my own share of trials. I have a trial as I'm going, I'm going through right now. Even as I'm preaching to you, you have different trials you're going through. And you don't want anyone to interrupt that trial. Remember, my former church where I was um, the youth pastor, there was a time when I was going through a major trial. And my pastor noticed, and he called me, and he said, I know you're going through this trial. He said, I can see it. I didn't even tell him. He said, but I can see it. He said, I want to help so bad. But if I do, I will interrupt what God is doing. I want to help. But if I do, I will interrupt what God is doing. And I'm glad it did not help. Because in the end, what God wanted to do in my life through that trial came to pass. Came to pass. So don't be upset even when some people you expect to help you do not help you. Let God finish his work. Let God complete his what? His work. Look at what the scripture says here. In 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 19, it says, Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God Commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. 
those who suffer according to the will of God. So, you don't go looking for trials. Because no, we have some very fervent Christians. Like, ah, so it's trial. Ah, oh, so God, bring it. Ah, fire. God, bring it. Ah. No, 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 no. You don't go looking for trials. You don't go looking for suffering. Something is off if you're doing that. Don't do that. No. Let it happen according to the will of God. The way he chooses, what he wants to do, how he wants to do it, when he wants to do it. You do not bother about that. What James and Peter are trying to say to us here is this. Get ready. When it happens, this is what will take place. When it happens, this is what it means. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So now, it goes on in verse 3. James chapter 1, verse 3 says, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to what? Grow. Your endurance has a chance to what? Say that word. Grow. When your faith is tested. Faith is tested by trials. Faith is what? Tested by trials. Do you have faith in God? If I ask you that, you will say, yes. Oh, take this trial. Let's see. No, just, just take this small one. Let's, <laughs> let's see the level of faith you have. <laughs> Oh, Lord, I love you, love. Oh, okay, yeah, come into this examination room. Let's test it. <laughs> God will test your faith. He will. You've given your life to Jesus. Oh, you're walking in his ways. Get ready for that faith to be tested. Get ready for that faith to be what? To be tested. It will search your heart. It will test your mind. First Peter chapter 1. Verse 17, 1 Peter 1, 17 says, These trials will show that your faith is genuine. <laughs> this is still in the NLT version, you have that. These trials will do what? Will show that your faith is genuine, your faith is not fake. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So, look at this. So, when your faith remains strong through many trials, not a few, many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. <laughs> I'm sure some of you, you are reading this now, you're like, you know what? Nope, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> these various trials. This I thought we were talking about everlasting joy this month. What's wrong with this pastor? How are you going to end, end this series like this? <laughs> when your faith is being tested through many trials, many trials, there are times when people go through trials one at a time. And there are times when there are people who go through different trials at the same time. Going through something at work. Going through something in your marriage. Going through a trial with your health. Going through a trial with your child. All at once. All at once. 
being tested on all sides, asking yourself, God, why now? Can't I just get a break? For some people, you go through a trial. You share that testimony, and the following day, another one shows up. You share that testimony, and another time again, another one does what? Just shows up. Just shows up. It's to test your faith. And you cannot say that you do not want this faith and still remain a believer. You know why? Because Hebrews 11.6 tells me that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So God has caught you right there in the middle. Without faith, it's what? It's impossible to do what? To please God. So choose the fire. Is it the fire that would make you share in his glory? Or the other kind of fire? Oh yeah, there are only two types of fires. The one of eternal condemnation or the one that would make you prepared for every good work. Make you share in the glory of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God will test your faith with trials to build your endurance. It says your endurance has a chance to do what? To grow. So the results that God is looking for is endurance. God is the one that would give you an exam question and also give you the answer in the end. That's, I, I love how God does that. He will give you a test and he'll tell you this is the answer to the test. So what he says is the reason why I'm testing your faith is I want to see your what? Your endurance. What's endurance? It's your ability to be able to bear. Your ability to be able to withstand. Your ability to be able to, 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 um, to tolerate pain and go through difficulty for you to um, be, um, be resilient. You don't, you don't withstand pleasure. You don't withstand what's comfortable. Think of the last time you went on vacation. Like, ah, this thing is so unpleasant. Ah, man, this rest, too much rest. Oh, this is so uncomfortable. You know, think of the last time. You no, know, you only withstand what is unpleasant. What is difficult? If we go to verse 11 of James chapter 5, James chapter 5 verse 11 says that we give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how God was kind to him at the end. For the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. You know, interesting thing about the story of Job. My wife and I were studying that together now. And we noticed that those his friends, those his friends, and they're not good friends. <laughs> they're not good friends. Ah, they're not good friends. You know, one of them said, oh, this, this suffering you're going through, you were probably a wicked person. That's why you're going through this suffering. We just didn't know you were wicked, but it looks like you must be a wicked person. I'm telling you, those were the things they were saying to this guy. Meanwhile, they were showing up there, eating his food, you know, being there, calling themselves his friends. So when you go through trials, sometimes, uh, some people that you expect to show up for you will be the ones to throw stones at you. Be ready for that. They will be the ones to say things about you. Be ready for that. How do you respond 
to trials? How do you respond when you've been denied? How do you respond when you get that letter, which isn't what you were expecting? Oh, no, that's it. Forget this old church thing. Church is like the first thing on the list to just cross out. Just cross this one out because this God, I don't even know what's going on. Just cross it out. How do you respond? Would you still continue to serve him? Even in the midst of the trials? Would you still continue to be faithful and be generous even when you need money? In the midst of that trial, that lack you're going through, would you still continue to show up? It's a test. I don't want you to fail this test. The Lord will test your what? Your endurance. And I'm telling you, we are going through a different, (laughs) our generation is different when it comes to this. Look at this. Sometimes, Enduring can get tiring. Yes, it can get tiring. Oh, Lord, I've fasted. Oh, Lord, I've prayed. You've asked us to come, you know, miracle service, you know, breakthrough this, you know, different titles. Lord, we've been there. Lord, done this, I've danced, I've read my Bible, I've made sacrifices, I've done all that. And you just get to a point where you're just... You're tired. You're tired. <laughs> now, because you've seen no result or progress, you want to stop midway. However, there must be persistency when it comes to enduring. James chapter 1, verse 3 to 4, here is what it says again. It says, for you know that when your faith is tested... Your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully what? Developed. When your endurance is what? Fully developed. You will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Endurance must have its full effect. Endurance must what? It must have its full effect. I know you don't like to hear Topics of suffering in church. I know you don't like to hear trials. You like to hear blessings and, you know, um, promotion and advancement. And, you know, yeah, go get it. It will come your way. Receive it. Stretch your hands. Lift it. Bend down. I know you like to hear all those kind of things. But this is part of our journey as believers. There is something called the Christian suffering. This is it. This is it. And what James is trying to do is to get us to the point where we realize that we must accept this for us to be able to share in his glory. Many people have left the faith because they don't understand this. Many have turned their backs. Many have just gone the other way because how can this God make this kind of thing happen? How? And we're in a generation where uh, our endurance is being tested. Our own generation, it's a speed generation. Everything is speed. Everything is fast for us. So it gets, it's, it's a little bit more difficult for us, right? 
We have fast everything. We have fast food. We have fast, fast lane. Not even fast. We now even have HOV, which is even faster than this fast lane. Something else will come very soon. You know, you go to theme parks, you have a fast lane for theme parks. You know, you have fast, um, fast G. I said fast G. 5G. You know, 5G, 6G, 7G. Every morning I wake up, there's a new update on my phone. I thought I just did one update yesterday. There's a new update. There's something fast. Oh, so get your bachelor's in 24 months. Get your master's in seven days. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is what? Because fast sells. Fast does what? Fast sells. People don't want to wait. People don't want to wait. Have it what? Have it now. Have it now. So we put pressure. Even for some of us parents, we put pressure on our children. Oh, ah, he's very smart. Ah, is this? Ah, at age 12, my child went to college at age 12. For what? 12. For what? Why? Let the child be a child. Let him grow. Let him enjoy being a child. I know he's smart. I know he's the most brilliant. But let the child enjoy being what? A child. So here is what I've discovered. No matter how advanced the world gets, you can never speed God up. Never. Never. God is not a microwave. God, I need this in two minutes. God, it's not ready. Okay, I'll give you 30 more seconds. Add another 30. Let's quickly get this done. You can never speed God up. So it will test your endurance. The same way he tested Abraham's endurance. The same way he tested Joseph's endurance. God wouldn't refine it because we are in 2023 or 2024. It will test you the same way he tested the patriarchs. Oh, <laughs> endurance must have its full what? Effect. Its full effect. Don't stop halfway. As Christians, we don't give up. We don't give up. Because there is going to be an end to this. We do not what? We do not give up. We don't give up. Tell someone next to you, don't give up. Come on, tell someone else, don't give up. All right, let me, let me, let me, let, let me end with this. James chapter 1, verse 3 to 4 again. James 1, 3 to 4, it says, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it what? Grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, there are three things that would happen. One, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. You will be perfect in Christ Jesus, meaning you get to the point of full maturity. You get to the point of what? Full maturity as a Christian. This is our target here on earth. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 48, he said, but you are to be perfect even as your father in heaven is perfect. You are to be what? Perfect. You show up at places and those places are better because of your presence. That's why he says, let your light so shine before men that your father may have the what? The glory. It happens after you have been after you have been perfected in Christ Jesus. So number one, you will be perfect. Number two, you will be complete. Meaning nothing is missing in you. Nothing is what? 
is missing in you. You've gone through that fire and now you are a verified candidate. Verified what? Candidate. You know, you, you get a red check. You know, the X has a blue check for verified accounts. You get a red, that blood of Jesus. You get a red check. Verified candidates for every good work that God has prepared and purposed for you. You're going out there modeling the work of Jesus. You're going out there modeling the character of Christ. Because you are perfect in him. Your attitude is different. When you speak, it's different. There's something about your own words. It is power. Others may speak and nothing happens. But when you speak, because of who you are in and the one who is in you, something happens. Something happens. And number three, it says that you will lack what? Nothing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Get into a point where you do what? You lack what? Nothing. In your home, you have the peace. In your marriage, you have joy. In your body, you have sound health. You have sound mind. Your finances, you have abundance. You get to a point where you do what? You lack what? Nothing. 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 So, this is my plea for you this morning. Please. Please. Those of you going through trials... Or for the trials that will come your way. Do not extend the end date because you've refused to endure. Because it says when your endurance is fully developed, meaning there is an end to it. There is an end to it. No matter what a trial is, it could be your health. It could be your finances. It could be a child. It could be anything. It could be your marriage. It comes to an end. So don't extend that date because you're stopping halfway. Because God wouldn't reduce the fire just so to let you go. He would make sure He refines you. He will make sure He prunes you. He would make sure He prepares you. But there is an end to it. So here is what James says. Count it all joy. Count it all joy knowing that God knows about your trials. Count it all joy knowing that God knows about your case. Count it all joy knowing that weeping may last for a night, right? <laughs> but joy does what? Comes in the morning. Count it all joy knowing that trials are not diamonds. They don't last forever. Trials do what? They end at some point. When your faith, when your endurance is fully developed, count it all joy, knowing that the Lord will perfect you. It will complete you and you will lack nothing. After you have suffered a while, the Lord will perfect you. It will establish you. It will settle you. It will strengthen you. In the name of Jesus, you will come out of these trials better. You will come out of this trial stronger in the mighty name of Jesus. Joy in your life, joy in your home, peace at your place of work, peace in your business in the name of Jesus. Your trials will be testimonies in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe that, give God praise this morning. Hallelujah! Oh, thank you, Lord. 
Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Knowing that trials may not be joyful. <laughs> but I will be perfected, complete, lacking nothing. And that is enough to bring me what? Joy. 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 Count it all joy. You know why I love this? Because it means the devil has just lost on both sides. So no matter what it does, no matter what it is, the Lord says, you know what, don't worry. I would <laughs> use it, turn it around, and make it work in your favor. So don't worry. Don't worry. I know sometimes, yes, we get very emotional. It can be painful. Yes, it's okay. But let this promise of God let it transcend your emotions. Don't give up. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on that child. Don't give up on that career. Don't give up on that admission, on that school you applied. They said no, apply again. They said no again, apply again. No again, do what? Apply again. Apply again. Until your endurance is fully, fully developed fully developed. Many Christians are, are, being, are being weighed down because they don't understand the place of endurance. It must be fully developed. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. 